What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Friday. We made it to Friday. I got money. Just got prayed. Friday night. Parties jumping. Feeling right. Yes. That's not Justin Timberlake, by the way. That's uh, whatever his name was. Whatever the first light-skinned dude that made that song. Johnny Kemp is his name, I believe. Anyway, back in the 1980s, every everybody, I hope you guys enjoy your Friday and enjoy your weekend. Today, we got we got a pretty good show. We got Sierra. Uh, we're going to talk about Sierra and uh, the weak king Ahab, Russell Wilson, uh, having his wife and his mother of his child, all right, of his child or children, out here twerking on a Bronco, and it's not Russell Wilson, all right? What a bad joke that is. But uh, Russell Wilson is a Bronco, by the way. He plays for the Denver Broncos, but she's all up on a Ford Bronco swinging her Laffy Taffy all over the damn place. All right. Shout out to Sierra uh, for doing that, resorting to childish behavior, essentially uh, swagger jacking the other girls that we did. The member the uh, girls that did the uh, dance on the car. We just did a video of those little girls over there in Memphis, Tennessee, with the gold teeth, gold teeth, chain wearing fried chicken and biscuit eating monkey. All right. Anyway. Uh, shout out to uh, Do the Right Thing. But anyway, we just did a video on them, and she basically swagger jacking those young ladies and putting out a video of her twerking on the car. So we, we're going to ask the question. I mean, we've been very uh, much scrutinizing the relationship and marriage of Russell Wilson. Many men see the red flags, more red flags than our Chinese parade in this one. And uh, for the most part, we're trying to warn Russell that this is not going to end well. All right, and the fact that uh, he's continuing on the in the in the in this relationship the way it is, this hope strategy is definitely going to work uh, against him. But we'll review that. We got a couple of other funny stories uh, to be to tell you. We got Doctor Umar Johnson out here joining the Snow Bunny crisis. All right, shout out to I got money. Shout out to Doctor Umar Johnson. We're going to review that. We talked about it yesterday. Somebody brought it up, and uh, last night on Twitter. I actually stayed up late last night because I was absolutely howling <laughs> at Twitter going in on Dr. Umar Johnson. And I've been telling you about the pro-blacks for a long time, bro. I've been telling you, I haven't not been telling you about interracial dating and how once you cross into the West Coast, all right, um, that uh, all of that, all of that black sister queen stuff go right out the building. And he didn't even cross the Mississippi River. He got caught up, but we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about um, my prediction about the future. I predicted that men, uh, sorry, women will be larger than men until the point where they will be all out assaulting men in public and nobody will do anything about it. And when I say assaulting, I'm not just talking about physically assaulting. I'm talking about you can take it all the way out into um, sexual assault. I mean, I know this is going to be something that people don't want to talk about, but in my prediction, I have a great video to show you about a Dollar Tree security uh, guard, a female security guard, by the way. Mm. <laughs> right. Or I don't know. She was an employee. I don't know what she was. Uh, she was out there all out. Of course, it's in the community, the grassroots of any level of dysfunction. It is the microcosm of society. It is basically the, where society goes, where the where the community goes, the rest of the United States goes. And um, you'll see. I've been talking about this prediction. I've been warning you that this is going to happen. I've been warning you, all right, and you're going to see by this video a little bit later that this is going to come true. 
All right. Um, and you young black men, you better pay attention to this one because you guys are you guys not don't understand what you're uh, the world that you're living in right now. Anyway, to let your voice be heard. I got money. Let your voice be heard right here. CGA dollar sign CGA live right there on the cash is app. And also you can hit me up on PayPal. The link is pinned to the description or to the live chat at the top, which is paypal.me backslash coach Greg Adams. You'll get there. It'll say something like G7. All right. Um, it's not a convention. Uh, and then you can donate there and we'll read your commentary during the show. It is your way to super chat and support. So you don't have to say anything, but you can support. And if you don't want me to say your government name, please make sure you let that be known. I'll try to work around it because I know people have donated under other pseudonyms on YouTube. Anyway, members content, coachgregadams.locals.com, exclusive members content, patreon.com. All right, um, patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. I'll run a banner on that one just real briefly as I get into the original first contributors into this show. All right, just like any sponsorship, all right, we do acknowledge the sponsors over here. Shout out to uh, Mr. Uh, Insurance Advice himself. All right, Brian Taylor. Oh, I actually saw a comment. I actually saw a comment somewhere. I don't know if it was on one of my videos. Maybe it was on somebody else's videos that it was very profound. I think it might've been on one of my videos. So I don't remember the context, but I just remembered your name. So uh, I'll figure that out. Shout out to Brian Taylor. He says, you are the truth on everything. Pay the man, pay the man. All right, one of you guys, some, some, hey, at some point you're gonna understand that there's not many truthful men out here. I already told you I'm on the dark side and I'm not a moral person. <laughs> so when you catch me out here doing that dirt, when you catch me out here on a slow Tuesday, like y'all call Umar Johnson out here with them snow bunnies, you're going to be like, that's just CGA right there. That's CGA being CGA. All right. Shout out to uh, Quentin M in the building, coach. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, man. There's not many more truth people left here. All right. I've exposed the the PUAs. They 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 fraudulent. All right. Uh, the pro blacks fraudulent. All right. I mean, there's not many more left. K KS is dead. RIP to KS. <laughs> We're who y'all got left to hang y'all hat on in here? Shout out to Moose Hefner. Coach, can you read Proverbs 5, 3 through 12 to the gang? It's deep. All right, I read it, and I'm going to use it when we get to the to the King Ahab, the weak King Ahab, the weak-spirited men who are choosing to marry in this progressive mindset. We're going to choose, we're going to use those scriptures to back up the story to show you how in weakness Russell Wilson represents the king, the weak king Ahab, and how Sierra has no problems representing the Jezebel. All right. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. All right. Appreciate you, man. Leaf is back in the building. Thank you, man. We're going to give you a round of applause. Did I give you one yesterday? You get another one today. Sounds, uh, uh, sorry. Shout out to XL Pro Services, another brother that is always here. Always. These brothers are always here and they donate where some brothers cannot. I know, I know. A lot of people are broke, but it is what it is. These guys literally are supporting these shows. Shout out to Cesar Ramirez. He says, will you cover Shakira getting cheated on? That I don't know. I, I wasn't aware of that Shakira got. Boy, I'm going to tell you, uh, for anybody that thinks I'll ever run out of content, I will not run out of content. I literally wake up in the morning and I'm like, what am I talking about? And then it doesn't take me very long or I'll go to sleep. And uh, right before I go to sleep, I'll look at Twitter. I'll look at uh, YouTube and the contents right here in this world. I, I basically am like a funeral director, never going out of business. Right. 
People are going to be dropping dead every day. I'll be in business forever. Okay. I'm like a divorce attorney. I'll be in business forever, especially if, if I let all the Skittles people marry each other. Yeah, y'all get married too. I'll be in business forever. I'm like a tax person. I'm like the tax. I'll be, I'll be always in business. All right. There's death, there's taxes, and there's relationships. <laughs> and there's a man scratching his head looking for answers forever, especially when they're trying to date in this marketplace. I'll never run out of content. People are like, when are you going to stop talking about this? When y'all stop looking like fools? You guys are you guys are actually with this. You guys are actually providing me content every day. Living this hope strategy. Thank you very much. Keep getting married. So I can stay in business. Why don't y'all stop getting married? If y'all want to put me out of business, stop twerking in the streets. Stop getting married. <laughs> stop divorce, graping your husbands. Stop cheating on your wives. I'll, I'll, I'll be out of content. Shout out to Simon Small says, shout out to the nasty boys. And we getting nasty this weekend. I'm hopefully. Uh, so I, I'll try to pull up that Shakira story. By the way, Shakira was hot like in 1998. <laughs> when was the last time Shakira was hot? All right, Shakira. By the way, she's a little spinner, by the way. I mean, listen. She's definitely a little spinner. I mean, she was a little spinner back in the day. How, how tall is Shakira? I mean, what is she, like 50 years old? My goodness. Let me see something. She's fine. Yeah, she's a little spinner, man. I'd let, I'd let Shakira spin on this. I mean, I'm talking about spend. I likes me a little Latina spinner. You know what I mean? You just take it like twist her on it. I likes me a Latina spinner. All right. Somebody says, do not get married. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, apparently she's got cheated on. I'm not, I don't have it as a part, part of today's show, maybe tonight or uh, yes, her boyfriend. Uh, this movie, that sounds like the movie J-Lo was in. Right, J-Lo was just in the movie where uh, it sounds just like that happened. Shout out to uh, Fly Zone Apparel says, Coach Jadamis, when do you think Russell Wilson will see the bait and switch? Well, we're going to talk about why Russell Wilson will never divorce Sierra. He'll never, he'll never, um, He'll never uh, figure it out. That I, I, That's my prediction. And I'm going to tell you why later. Uh, good morning, CGA from Mr. KT. Is this KT King? It might be. He says, have you considered getting the Chala pronounced Chala? Chala. Chala. T'Challa. <laughs> I don't even know his name. T'Challa. Black Panther sound from Avenger. Infinity uh, War of him saying, we don't do that around here. All right. Uh, we don't do that around here. That should be interesting. KT King also addresses us again for the follow-up of the Free Agent Lifestyle book. Please consider writing about how uh, men are fathers, uh, men as fathers or men are fathers, can lead a productive life while navigating the sexual marketplace. We need that guidance. And men who are not fathers need to understand what men who are fathers today experience in life. So I believe KT King has 100% custody. And so as a result, he's probably dealing with a, a lot of other uh, things that most men don't deal with until it's too late. Hey, look, I'm going to do one more and then we're going to get into the show. Thousand people almost in here. Let's go ahead and hit the like button. Let's get the 500 likes before we get started here. Shout out to Pac-Man Jones. And he says, coach, just wanted to say 
This is your boy Pac-Man Jones wanted to say, just gave my boy $350 because his job messed up on his paycheck and rent is due. He is solid, but still give me the buzzer. What happened? He says that my wife wanted me to thank you for giving me the idea to take our kids to Kumon school to give her the assist with her homeschooling. Our kids said, uh, give me the I got money, right? I got money. Because she accepted the right one to have sex with. All right. Oh, shit. What? Shout out to your wife. All right. Who put the kids in the Kumon. All right. I know people are like, Kumon's a, look, Kumon's a, a way for you to uh, repetitively do math skills. All right. I don't know about the reading program per se, but the math skills, uh, actually, they put in a way for you to do repetitively the math skills so you can uh, have muscle memory and not be afraid of doing math equations. And I think it's very valuable as opposed to nothing, right? People over like, I hate Kumon's whack. And then you've got nothing to replace it. Well, what else are you going to do? Nothing. All right. <laughs> Listen, when there, there's nothing to do, Kumon's great. So shout out to uh, you and your wife also uh, for following that bit of advice. It will help your, your kids. And by the way, the prominent people in your society uh, that are typically going to be immigrants, uh, Indians, Eastern Indians, Nigerians, Chinese, or Asian, these people are using that service. They believe in that service. They use that service. And then when the SAT comes, you wonder why they got a 1600. Okay. You be like, they're just smarter than us. No, they're not. No, they're not. They just practice it more than you do. That's what they do. All right. I, that's my belief on that. And that's going to be my belief going ahead. So shout out to you, Pac-Man Jones. And congratulations. And your boy, he showed on rent. You should have let him. <laughs> you should have let them sink. Anyway, let's get into this one. First story up for bid. We're going to talk about Dr. Umar Johnson in the building. Shout out to Dr. Umar Johnson for the Caucasian population on my show. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, you're always welcome here. We, 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 you know, Coach Gang is international. We're universal. But this one's a funny story because, you know, I love to get on these pro blacks. You know, I love to get on them. And uh, Dr. Umar Johnson, if you don't know, he's a character. I think he is in the in the pro-black or what did he call it? Pan-African studies. I don't know how he's a doctor. I don't really know, nor do I care. But the context of the importance of this particular stream is to talk about YouTube personalities and to understand YouTube personalities are just that. Many times we've, we've, we, we come on here daily, you get some donations, you find a lane, people are able to monetize themselves in that lane, and sometimes they get stuck in character. They get stuck in their character, and then they have to continue to push that whatever they're doing out into the public, in which maybe over the course of time, they have to uh, stay in their kayfabe. They can't break kayfabe. And so Dr. Umar, despite being uh, popular and raising money to build schools that I'm not sure are open yet, <laughs> Dr. Umar uh, will will go on tangents. He actually tried to go in on red pill men at one particular point, and he was going to go into the 12 simp red pill guys. I can't remember what he called it. He actually got into a beef with Kevin Samuels. So there's kind of like a was a beef in the last year with Kevin Samuels and Dr. Umar. So uh, it kind of leaked in over here. So one of the things Dr. Umar prides himself on is that he is one of the last men or one of the men who only dates sisters. He only dates Black women. All right. He makes a I don't know if he I, I don't know if he only dates. I think he married 
two black women. I don't know if I'm not, I, that I don't know. But his whole thing lately was talking about how illegal it should be for black men to date white women. Okay, right here. So he calls it the snow bunny crisis. So let me play a little bit of a, um, um, a video on him explaining. And you see, <laughs> he kind of has to, this is pretty much World Wrestling Federation at this point. He'll have on his African garb and you know what I mean? And he'll have on his, his hat, you know what I mean? And he has his beard and he has to say, you know, the persona and whatnot. You know, that's it's pretty much a character at this point, right? Um, but let's, li <laughs> let's listen to him talk about the snow bunny crisis and how black men are weak, I suppose, for dating white women. Let's go ahead. <laughs> Is the fact that on June the 12th, 1967, on June the 12th, 1967, on June the 12th, 1967, the United States Supreme Court mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in a case known as Loving versus Virginia uh -huh. Uh -huh. would give birth uh -huh. to the snow bunny crisis. On June the 12th of 1967, uh-huh. 10 months before Dr. King was assassinated. Uh, yeah, yeah. On June the 12th, yeah. 19... Okay, D dude, on June the 12th. Are you... Come on, bro. You got to be able to be a better order than this. I know he's pretty good, but damn, repeating yourself. 67. 10 months before Dr. King was assassinated. On June the 12th, oh. 1967. Oh, my God. 10 months... Oh. Before Dr. King was assassinated. Is this dude serious? The United States Supreme Court would give birth uh -huh. to the Snow Bunny Crisis. The Snow Bunny Crisis. In a case known as Loving versus Virginia. Yes. In a case known oh as. Oh my God. Okay, okay, okay. We got it. We got it. One minute of repeating yourself. The Snow Bunny Crisis. All right. So, as you can see, he set himself up. <laughs> and so. He talks about the snow bunny crisis. Well, recently as well, he went in and attacked LeBron James for Ronnie James taking a white snow bunny. I hate that word, by the way, but we'll use it today. LeBron James's son takes a snow bunny to the prom. And so then Dr. Umar says that's a fragrant foul on LeBron James. And he puts up this meme with him as a referee escorting LeBron James out of here for letting LeBron James's son take a snow bunny to the to the prom. And so yesterday, unfortunately, Dr. Umar Johnson got caught macking on a snow bunny. Oh, I'm saying it ain't so. So here he is right here. Uh, uh, a fan. This is we're going to talk about how dangerous it is in these streets for YouTubers. You YouTubers need to understand, man, you're being watched when you don't know your watch. People recognize you even if they don't come up and say anything. And so here's Dr. Umar Johnson. And here is the mayonnaise pack over here. All right. Shout out to whoever this girl is. She probably woke up this morning going, why am I all over the news? And so, wow, <laughs> Dr. Umar, what you doing, Sean? Is she putting your phone number in her phone, Sean? Yo, Sean, that cannot be you. Hey, look, let me play the video. <laughs> you got it? You got it? Oh my God. Look at it. <laughs> 
Uh oh, uh oh, he grinning. You got it. You got it. Look at it. Now, here's the thing, guys. As YouTubers, whatever your character character is, whatever you display yourself is, you cannot get caught lacking out in these streets. You cannot get caught lacking. And so this guy, Uncle, uh, what does he say here? It's pretty funny. Kevin Samuel's dead. Dr. Umar macking with white women. The final nail in the coffin for the 4X community. Wow. And Kanisha says, the city boys, high value men, and alpha males are having a terrible year. And then Rena says, and the rest of us are really out here winning. Oh my God, the, the community. <laughs> you didn't get caught out here lacking, Dr. Umar. Now, of course, Dr. Umar, Dr. Umar came out after that and said, this is what he says. He's been out here. Man, what is going on with the spam? Now, Dr. Umar goes on his Twitter and he puts this out here. He gets caught lacking. We'll talk about if this is appropriate to get caught lacking out here. And he says in about several tweets, he's defending himself. Yes, I was at the Cherry Hill Mall today. He says my iPhone crashed last night. And the closest Apple store uh, with an available appointment today was in New Jersey. Or Jersey, he says. As I was leaving the mall, I, I stopped at a kiosk to view the incense and crystals. That non-African woman is simply the vendor. Okay, so and his what he's doing is he's basically saying it's just the vendor. I was buying incense and crystals from that from that not what did he call her a non what did he call her a non non African woman. <laughs> hey Umar, hey brother, I know how it goes because I can do some shuffling too. <laughs> Okay, first of all, hey, Omar, I thought we was putting dollars in the community. I thought we was keeping the dollars in the community. Why you had to buy incense and crystals from that snow bunny? I know how it works, bro. Hey, look, 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 look. By the way, I don't see no incense and crystals here. Uh, there's a, there's a restaurant and it looks like, I don't know, that might be the open area. And, uh, based on body language, based on body language, he's kind of leaning in, in over that phone. He's kind of close in proximity to her. He feeling that jungle fever. I got jungle fever. He's got jungle fever. We got jungle fever. We're in love. Yeah, man. He didn't caught that snow bunny. He grinning ear to ear with a big old Kool-Aid smile. He looking up over that phone and she poking on that phone. And she he probably saying, I'm Dr. Umar Johnson. Mm -hmm. See, the thing is, the thing is, and I've always been very suspect of men who have overly said, especially when you represent a very small portion of the United States, you say you will exclusively date one group of people when biologically you have no control over urges like by I don't know if you guys know about attraction. Attraction is biological. Now, you might have a preference for something as men. We have preferences, sure. And we might have a, a cultural need to propagate our seed uh, forward. Like, we might have a need to say, I, I will attempt to do my best to push forward my seed, and I will only do it 
with this group of people. You can say that, all right? But to tell me you're not attracted to white women, you're not attracted to Latino, you're only attracted to black women, I, mm. I know it's false. That is false. That is you trying to hide something. That is you trying to talk it into fruition. That is you knowing that you have a certain weakness about something. So you must do your best to push out there that I'll never date a pink toe pack of mayonnaise. No, you will if the opportunity strikes. And here it is right here. The opportunity is striking. The oil is hot. And you thought you weren't being watched. Somebody says the, the woman set him up. <laughs> I, I think it's absolutely foolish. Now, you might be in a demographic where you have greater choice to make that happen. So in Philadelphia, uh, some places in Trenton, New Jersey, in Rochester, New York, somewhere down south in Washington, D.C., you have a greater chance to make that happen by saying, I don't date white women. Well, you can do that when seven out of 10 women you see are black. So your chances are greater. But catch your ass in the suburbs like you got caught. You got caught in the suburbs. And guess what? There was a little piece of Becky there. All right. There was a nice little pog right there. A young pog at that. She looked like she from the junior college. And you got caught pogging. You got caught slipping. You got caught lacking. Now, let's just say this and I'll wrap it up. This is the dangers of YouTubing, okay? If you guys ever want to be a YouTube celebrity or a YouTube personality, this is the dangers. I think, I don't know what Dr. Umar has in terms of a YouTube audience. I don't think it's over a million, but it might be. I'm not sure. He's been on YouTube probably 10 years or better, okay? So with that being said, this is the dangers that you deal with. Whatever you say, you got to actually live that when you walk outside because people take this real. This is reality. And then especially if you're a preacher or you're holding on to a certain philosophy, and then you go out there and you get caught lacking, that's a part of the game. It's a part of the game. You're always being watched. All right, you can't just turn off YouTube and say, why are you out here recording me? You are now a celebrity. You're, you're, you're equivalent to what celebrities are in essence, and people are holding you to your word. All right, it would be the same thing as if you guys heard me say no cohabitation, no long-term relationships, and no marriage, all right? And then you find out I got a whole woman living in my house, right? Well, I, you know, it's different, right? It's different now. I, I've reached a certain status and um, it only applies to you guys, all right? But then you find out, wait a minute, there's a whole woman living in your house, CGA? All right, you get caught watching me walking hand to hand with some woman and I'm driving her home, all right? And I'm vlogging. Yeah, man, we're going home now to our house. Now, you'll catch my ass out there on a slow Tuesday every now and then. I'll admit that. I'll be like, hey, it's Tuesday. But that is the consequences of being a personality. You can cry foul. And I understand that content creators cry and foul. Well, why are you recording me? And the recording's out of context. Dr. Umar's next tweet, the recording was out of context. It was only five seconds. You didn't show this part. Okay, I understand that. That That's I, as a personality, I would agree too. I would think, man, they only took five seconds and you're showing five seconds of an interaction. Yeah, that wouldn't be fair. But the problem is you can't call it back. You can't call it back, right? And so now he's playing um, damage control. The next thing about this, about YouTubers, and you want to be, if you want to be a YouTuber, you better understand one thing. And this is relation to fresh and fit. All right. Um, and they were, uh, they were burglarized. I believe out in Dallas, Texas. And I was just in Dallas, but I didn't hang around that part of the neighborhood. 
You know how I roll. You guys need to consider security. You know what I mean? Like, I, I understand popping in the mall, bopping in the mall real quick, uh, like Umar did. But people need to consider security, especially when you're going to places that uh, people you don't really know. And then there's going to be a great crowd of people and you don't know who these people are. Man, uh, people will set you up. People will stab you and take opportunities. Um, again, we are we are pseudo celebrities. People don't think that. And I know people are like, no, you ain't, dude. When I ever, almost everywhere I go, people recognize me. I was at my son's basketball game and one of the referees recognized me. <laughs> they were in a timeout and I'm bringing my son some water and then I'm walking by the scorer's table and he, the referee was like, and then my son's looking at, and he's in the huddle listening to the coach. He's looking, going, he didn't recognize you, did it? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm recognized quite often, quite often. I pretty much any time that I travel, um, I recognize. So with that being said, those are just the people. Those are just the people who acknowledge that they recognize me. There are people who recognize me and say nothing. Sometimes there's going to be a hater who recognizes you, says nothing, and attempts to do something. With that being said, when you want to be a personality here, when you reach a certain height and you start to go into the public with the people, you might want to consider some security. You might want to, especially if I get that Spotify deal, right? Anyway, thanks for uh, sitting through the Dr. Umar story. I thought it was quite funny. If you look, if you look on Twitter, they're going in on him. I actually was laughing my ass off at midnight, going crazy at this, him joining the snow bunny crisis. And the best part of it, his, him trying to explain his way out of it was actually uh, priceless. Anyway, anyway. Let's go into, uh, wait a minute. Let's go into this assault women, women assault, assaulting men. Oh, am I sharing the screen? Oh, yeah, assaulting men. Remember, I made this prediction. I made this prediction. I said, and I said this the other week. I said that, um, I said that women in the future, in the near future, uh, since they're larger than most men, will at some point start assaulting men in this situation here. They'll start assaulting men in public. And I led it into a sexual assault in which men will start getting touched and pulled. And nobody will stop people from doing this. Nobody will stop it. That was my main point. I said women will all out be able to grab, fondle, and assault. Nobody will say anything. And they will, they will say at best, why are you stopping her from doing this? Okay. Now, I also said they will physically assault men and men will probably be stuck between should I defend myself or can I defend myself? Can I defend myself? See, it's easy to say you will defend yourself, but these people are large human beings. And this, the fact that these Macedons will not even fight one bit about losing any weight. They're actually becoming physically larger than you guys. As you can see in context here, this is not out of the ordinary for a woman to be this much larger than a man. With that being said, even though your strength is greater, her mass can be manipulated in a way that makes it difficult to defend yourself, especially if she gets you early on. Not only that, if you have in your head that you cannot do anything uh, to her, like she's a woman and people will be saying, don't do anything to her. 
you will be least likely to defend yourself, even though this person is leaning in and putting their weight on you, which means, in effect, the grassroots of the organizations down here where there are women that are larger than men, they will start to take liberties with you. I said that yesterday or the other day. I said that the other day. Now, uh, let me say this before we show you this video and break it down. This morning, I went to go get a cup of coffee. And as I'm getting a cup of coffee, I pass by a Pilates studio. In this, I, I live in a suburban neighborhood. And the Pilates studio was absolutely full of ironback Asians and white women, wives, early in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, hitting those Pilates, uh, hitting that, uh, I can't remember the name of the machine off the top of my head. And that instructor was telling them white women and them Asian women, you better stay skinny for your husband. You better stay small. All right. And them ironbacks was using that damn machine. <laughs> and they was in there with their little sports bra and their little tank top and their little yoga pants. And they was in there ironing board Pilates, flat backing. And then I went, no, not the elliptical. It's the name of the uh, actual box, reformer machine. Yeah, they was on that reformer and they was in there sweating. Okay, then I went over there, a couple steps over was a hot radiant yoga studio. It was a hot studio, hot yoga studio. And them flatbacks was in there. Them flatbacks was in there, sweating, sweating in there. They got all of them damn coals and all of that stuff. They in there sweating in there, staying small and skinny for their husbands because their husbands will replace them. Unfortunately, unfortunately, when it comes to the Forex community, they're calling it now. This is not the case. This is not the case. What the, what the people here are saying, which is going to happen a lot more, what they're saying is something like this. Let me see if I can find the clip. Oh, for some reason, it's out of order. Or maybe I deleted it. But this is what they're saying. The research says that black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower, even when we're following the diet than our white women counterparts. And what, and what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism. It's literally that the racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is what they're saying. And unfortunately, I would, would be willing to say 60% or better of this is happening in your community alone. Let's play the video. We'll break it down. And this is from No Pause TV. And it appears that she's an employee. She's an employee and he's probably a shopper. Let's watch what happens here. I know how much you're doing. Too much. Why are you following him around the store like that? Okay. So um uh I heard a bumble clot or two. So I don't know where they are, but it, I think they're in the United States, but I did heard a couple of bumble clots and all that stuff. And I heard a couple of slaps. So unfortunately I have to show this video as a means to teach. So I don't mean to show any violations here. Uh, but uh we talked about class the other day, and obviously there's some people that don't have class and they will honestly do this. Now you see there's a woman here, there's a man here, this appears to be a woman here. And they're going at it. Okay. Again, remember, she's larger than him. He's stronger, but she's larger. Not only that, she's aggressive. Not only that, the racism that she experiences 
and the struggles to make ends meet is provoking her to act in this aggressive manner. Let's continue. Hey, you gotta go. Let's go. Hey, that's Okay, so right here, there's a child. These are the Latino parade over here. Latina right there, small little spinner. You have a looks like a woman or a man peeking around here. You have a person with her Dollar Street bib on here. She was uh she did call him Bumble Clot or two, uh, but now she's watching him getting beat. And there's a man recording saying you're assaulting him. And uh, by the way, gentlemen, with long hair, I know in this culture, the the young men today between the age of 25 and a little bit younger like to have long hair. Um, with that being said, I don't disagree with you having long hair, but it's going to be a disadvantage in a fight, especially with women, especially with aggressive women and large women. You're going to be disadvantaged significantly with long hair, okay? And this is going to play out in this particular clip. Now, the, the person, the male recording is telling the man to do nothing. Don't do nothing. Don't do anything. And she's, and they're basically saying, allow the woman to, why, why are they not stopping the woman from assaulting the man? Don't do nothing, Geeks. Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. Geeks. This is why the military probably cuts off hair. Don't do nothing, Geeks. Don't she stops you. Don't do nothing, Geeks. Don't do nothing. She literally dragging this man. Again, remember I told you. Remember I told you, women will all out believe that they can assault you. They're going to be large enough to do this to you. Okay, for most men, I don't care if you're tall. I don't care if you're five ten. They're going to be large enough to do this to you, especially if you're having a thought of should I do this or not. I believe he was maced, and so he cannot see. But um, let's continue. Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. And so he's not punching. He's showing his hands. He's saying hands up. Don't shoot. He's got his Timberland boots on, Sean. All right, and she's manipulating him very easily with ease. With ease, without a problem. And this guy is fit. He's physically fit. His pants are hanging a little bit low. And he's got long hair. Those things are going to disadvantage you, gentlemen. But continuing. Don't do nothing, Geech. Don't do nothing, Geech. Do, geech, do nothing. So they're saying, be smart. Don't do nothing. This is why I tell you, in the future, women will all out be able to assault you sexually or physically. And nobody will do anything. Nobody will do anything. Let's just say and take it there. Let's just say she wanted to just get him, get her some meat, get her some salami. They would let her do it right there. And they will full out record it. They wouldn't jump in and stop it. Nothing. Nothing. Nobody's doing anything, right? Remember the video I showed you? I just did a video last week. They were on the subway. They were on the subway. The, the man grabbed the woman's hair and they said, why aren't the men helping? Okay, well, why, why, why aren't the men helping here? Why aren't the women helping? Why aren't they helping him? Baby, get your hands off of him. Get your hands off of him. She just sprayed him with mace. He maced me, Hey, get your hands off of him. Get your hands off of him. Yo, get your hands off of him. Get your hands off of him. Yo, get your... Wow. Wow. I mean, I've seen at least probably 10, 12 people that are watching this. One film filming. His hair is very much disadvantaging him. I mean, if he did not have hair like that, he would not be getting caught up like this. He would easily be able to slip out of this. But the fact that he has this hair, uh, this is why long hair is not preferred on men who are fighters, I'm sure. You don't run around here with long hair like that. Get your hands off of him. Tell him to get off of me. Get
Wait a minute. Tell him to get off of me. Tell him to get off of me. Uh, let me see, ma'am. You have him. <laughs> You're at least 245 pounds. He's about 180. What do you mean get off of me? What are you talking about? Get your hands. Get your hands off. His hands is off you. His hands is off you. Get my phone. Get my phone. Now he wants his phone, and she's gonna drag him over to his phone. Oh, she said no, no phone for you. This is what I'm. I'm sorry to say that this is what women in this community think of you, black men. Remember, I said this yesterday. In a hierarchy, they think they're better than. Well, not think they know they're better than you in a hierarchical a hierarchy, in the hierarchy of the society, in the class system of America. These women believe 100% that they're above you, that you're their son, that you're their underling. Continuing. His hands is off you. Oh, my God. There's other men right here. Why aren't they helping? Remember, why aren't these men helping that woman on the subway? Okay, why aren't these men helping? <laughs> okay, where's the same question? Why aren't the women helping him? See, this is the society we live in today. You want men to help, but uh, you won't help other men. Yo, look at this. Look. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Did you see that? She literally dragged him like a rag doll. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. She dragged him. And look at this man. Look at these. Look at, look at these men. Look at these men. He going back about his business. This old ass simp, boomer simp. He just like, I just don't want to catch C-19. Look at the boomers. The weak boomers that these are your fathers that you learn from. These are the impact that they're watching this man get dragged by his hair. Unbelievable. Now watch this. Now he's finally had enough. And uh, this is what it took. It took about, let me see, where are we at here? It took about one minute of this constant abuse, and I'm sure that there was some abuse going on prior to that. And he finally said, you know what? I'm not in conflict anymore. I was using my conflict of society telling me as a man I should not put a hand on a woman, telling me there's no reason to ever put hands on a woman. Now I'm not in conflict. Now I must defend myself. I'm not going to allow this woman to throw me out of the store. Now watch how the situation changes. He now gets her easily to the ground because he's three times stronger than her. But now he's not in moral conflict anymore. And he now starts to go back to uh, now choking her or putting, he's trying to get away from her, but he has to use physicality. Now watch this. Oh, now they want to help. Now they want to help. Now they want to help. Look, the same woman watched the entire thing, did nothing. But as soon as he gave the advantage, look at the simp. Where was he at earlier? Where was he at earlier? Oh, now they're helping now. Now they're going to help. Now he has the advantage. He says, forget it. I got to get rid of this woman. Now they're help Now they're pulling him off of her. <laughs> Let's continue. Look, there's three people. Wow. 
they came out fast. He had an advantage for about one second. And there's three people on him. Oh my God. She says, you can't be doing that. They said, she's a effing woman. You can't be doing that. She's a effing woman. You can't be doing that. Guys, this is the world we live in. And look at this Jordan monkey simp here. He's tackling him. They're literally got all their hands are on the man as if he was beating her up. Her wig has fallen off. This woman's wig's fallen off. Look at her size over her girth of her body and her legs. She's her legs and her hips weigh more than that gentleman. Now they're helping. What the F are you doing? You can't be doing that. He literally had a one second advantage on her. And for a minute prior, he was being drugged and assaulted. Woo. This is unreal footage. This is unreal. We said I don't know what all that means, whatever she said. Look at that body. Good Lord. She's a big woman. That's a big woman. They're pulling the they're pulling him and she has him by the hair. Yikes. Look at that backside view, by the way. Yikes. Here comes another. Oh, that's the boomer simp. The boomer simp's here. Here comes the boomer simp. Now he wants to help when he was looking down in shame when he was getting assaulted. Now that she doesn't have the advantage, he wants to help. That's all y'all did. That's all y'all did was the stuff. They're pulling him. That's all y'all did. Get off my head. That's all y'all did. That's all y'all did. Now, what's characteristic of people like this is she doesn't want to lose the battle. So she's continuing to hold on until when? Why don't you let go? I mean, you lost this fight. That's all y'all did. Her wig is gone. She's still not letting go. Uh, this is absolutely abysmal. Part of our society, what we happens. And guys, this is going to happen more and more. This is going to be, somebody says, make it bigger. I can't make it bigger than that. Somebody said that's DC. I'm not sure where it was. But uh, that's, that's, that's what we have in our society today. That's the type of stuff that you guys have to face uh, with, with the direction things are going. That's about as big as I can make it. That's this is what we have to deal with. I'm telling you, man, uh, the, the more we the more we not uh, not embrace masculinity and the more we become passive, the more we vote for Biden, the more we become progressive, the more we say men and women are equal, uh, the more we allow double standards uh, to go forward, the more they say you should help women no matter what. And then when they flip it, nobody helps you when women are assaulting you. And then as soon as you defend yourself, you're the you're the assaulter. You're the assailant. She's the victim. That's what the narrative was going to be. I guarantee you, if it wasn't recorded, those women will say, yep, he was choking her. <laughs> he was on top of her and we had to pull him off. Man. I feel bad for you, brothers. I feel bad. And they always talk about this community, this red pill community and all that stuff and, and the men's community and alpha males and high value and whatnot. 
Well, I mean, there's a need for it. Anyway, let's do all of the cash apps and all of the PayPal's, and we, we'll get into Sierra. We haven't talked about the weak king, Ahab, or Russell Wilson, who might be using Sierra as a beard or a public, public show pony. I'm not sure what he's using her for. Wait a minute. All right, so uh, wait a minute. Why is Avery? Avery, what do you got to say, brother? He says, Dr. Poop Mar called us the 12 YouTubian beta males. Thank you for, uh, for that one. That's what he called us. I could not remember. But uh, yes, he called us the 12 YouTubian beta males. He did. <laughs> and I was trying to see if I was in the 12 YouTubian beta males. But he was really responding to Kevin. Kevin. Billy the Kid, history lesson coach. What date was the Snow Bunny crisis started? Oh, man. Was it June 7th? It was a several months before Dr. King was assassinated, by the way. Oh, by the way, by the way, if you really want to know something, I know y'all want to know this. Uh, uh, Dr. King liked him some white women, too. I'm just, I'm just letting y'all know. Y'all don't want to talk about that. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. When it comes to white women, I'm just telling y'all, because people use that all the time, and it's usually used by a person. Let me tell you something. Let me say this. I had a friend of mine who was very much like the pro-black male. He wasn't a pro-black. Like, he didn't put the African garb on, but he was always, when there was a situation, no matter what, he sided with the black person, right? He was the one like, they're hunting us down and killing us, That that type of guy, right? Well, one day, you know, we've known each other for years, probably more than 20 years. And um, we used to follow each other on Facebook and I would have a perspective. He would have a perspective and it was always different. And um, he was always like, you know, your sellout Uncle Tom type of thing, you know, the classic type of attack. And uh, I remember one day he he messaged me, he DM me or not DM, whatever Facebook messages, he Facebook messaged me and he was like, you know, um. I actually wouldn't mind dating white women, but I just don't know how to act around them. They're always scared of me or they're always into like, then he started to admit, he started to admit that he has an interest in them, but they just aren't receptive to him. I was like, I wonder why. Cause you're defensive. You got a chip on your shoulder. All right. You're not going to be around. And probably the ones he does, doesn't want to be around. Like he's not attracted to them like mud sharks. Like, he probably is not attracted to Mud Shark. So he's like, I don't want them type. I want a Kaylee. I want a Kaylee. But he was like, oh, I don't know how to act. I've never been comfortable around them. They've never been comfortable around me. And I'm like, I was like, why don't you tell your audience of people that you, you do have an interest in them. You just don't know how to be around them, number one. Or you don't know how to attract them, number two. Or you're too ugly, number three. A lot of the men that say they would never date a white woman, they're ugly. They're ugly men. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? They're always men that would never be seen with a white woman. Like no white woman will ever be seen with them. And I'm not saying this to brag, but what I'm saying is it's easy to say it when you don't have the opportunity to do so. It's easy to say that you wouldn't date one when all that you would get of them are the low hanging fruit versions of them. Of course, of course you would never date one because the women you're going to get, you ain't going to want to be seen with one. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about here. So, in, in reference to Dr. Umar, he can easily say that when he's walking around with an African garb on, when then there's no Kayleys or they're literally going to jump on him. So my point being this, I've heard a lot of men use that 
as an attack on men who actually have the ability to do so. But with them representing 60% of the female population and biologically men are attracted to women no matter what, of course you have a preference. But when it comes to biological attraction, meaning pheromones, meaning interest, meaning she has a physical system that you're attracted to no matter what her shade or skin or her color is, no matter what her culture is, that's a whole secondary or tertiary steps that you would go through. But physically, attraction is going to be 100%. Uh, physical attraction is 100% biological. Race is not included in that. That's something you think about secondary or tertiary. Culture is something you think about after the fact. I'm attracted to her, but I won't bring her around my family. That's a secondary step that you go through. Biological attraction, male versus female, is you can't do anything about that. So I never believe a person that will say, I never date somebody of this race or class. I never believe it because it's not true. I'm sorry, you, you're not, a, I, I, let me rephrase that. When people say, I'm not attracted to, I say that's not true. It's not true. You, are, you will be attracted to them. You just have to be around them, right? You will be attracted to them. And it's always those guys that are the loudest talking about they'll never do it. Yeah, you'll never do it either because you can't or you don't have the opportunity to do so. Period. I think it's a lot of lip service when men, when men say that. When men say it's a lot of lip service. Most of the time you might think about dating somebody of another race and you'll be like, well, there's other things that are going to come with that that I won't accept, so I won't date them. But to say you're never attracted to them is absolutely garbage. It's garbage. I mean, there's no way. I'm not attracted to a certain, I'm not, I wouldn't date a certain woman. Doesn't mean I'm not going to be attracted to them. I might talk myself out of dating them after looking at certain things and behaviors. Uh, mm, I would have, but now I won't. That's a whole different conversation. So men, let's just be honest with each other. And I hate liars that say that stuff. That's, that's an absolute lie. When it comes to Umar, he got caught. <laughs> he got caught up. Anyway, where are we at? Let's do the cash apps. Uh, shout out to the nasty boy, says Simon Small. Did I get doctor, uh, doctor higher image status? He says pro blacks and whites are both rioting over Umar. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I mean, people are really hurt that Umar was actually putting some game, spitting game in that in that Kaylee's ear. Where is it? Dr. Umar, if you guys, in case you missed it, all right, Dr. Umar was spitting game to a Kaylee right there. Everybody say he's spitting game. I don't know what he's exactly doing, but it's it's definitely against what he would consider. Now, he's being nice and cordial. He is. I don't know if he's do, conducting business with her. I can't really tell. But it does look suspicious to his audience. Shout out to David. He says, happy Friday, coach. Yes, indeed. Juan Pomeras, Dr. Umar out here getting caught in 4K. If you're ever going to be. <laughs> CGA loves Becky's. I love women, man. But who am I going to get caught in broad daylight with? I know it definitely is not going to be. <laughs> I know who it is going to be and who it ain't going to be. When they talks about broad daylight, you automatically know. Somebody says, I bet Muhammad Ali had a case. Dude, let me just tell y'all something. I, I, let me tell y'all something. 
just about every man you know that you wouldn't think has had in the United States, in the United States, all male celebrities have had Kaylee's and Be Becky's. I mean, I don't know. There's not a one of them. Maybe Ma even Malcolm X, before he was Malcolm X, was out here slicing and dicing through Becky's. When he was Detroit Red, he was running through Becky's. I'm just going to let, and his, and his mother was a half Becky. Let's just put this 100% out here. Let's put this 100% out here. Brothers and Becky's go hand to hand. <laughs> just get it through your thick skull. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Dr. Umar, they all, dude, let me just tell y'all, percentage-wise, percentage-wise, it's almost impossible not to. This is what I want men to understand. Percentage-wise, especially when you ascend to a height of recognizable, uh, being recognizable, you automatically are on the radar for opportunities with Becky's. So get it through your skull. So I said Malcolm X did have a white girlfriend. I'm, I'm telling you. The only one that I don't know has had is Elijah Muhammad. That would be the only one that I cannot confirm. He probably has some lighter, light, light, light-skinned girls. <laughs> but once you get to any level of recognizable, recognize, what is the word, recognizability, you're going to, on the radar, percentage-wise, it's almost impossible. You cannot stay in a, you cannot stay in a bubble where there's only 14% of women that you're choosing from. It's impossible. Soon as you ascend to any level of, rec of recognizable, I, I can't even. Think, what is the name of the? How does that word phrase? Soon as you become recognizable, you actually go out. You actually are going to be exposed. Soon as you leave Martin Luther King Drive, and you drive twenty minutes east, west, north, or south, you just went from fourteen. You just went from fifty percent to now fourteen percent to now six percent to now two percent to now one percent. It's impossible. You're a public figure. You're going to be exposed to this type of people inadvertently. Soon as you, recognition, coach. Thank you. I know sometimes recognizable, recognizability. But if you want to stay in a bubble, if you want to go to a HBCU and then move to Washington, D.C., where there's 73 percent, like you can stay in bubbles all you want. But soon as you go up economically, the numbers are going to shift like this. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's the United States. The 60% at one point when I was growing up, it probably was somewhere near 70%. I went to a school where it was probably 89%, not something like 90, 92%. What are you going to do? So if you want to stay, you can stay. But Dr. Umar got caught. Even your boy, Dr. Umar. So what are y'all going to say now? Nobody can say anything now. Your boy, <laughs> Your boy Scoo says, stop bringing mayo packets. All right, boy, they was calling this young woman all kind of things. All kind of things. Mayo packets. I was like, Lord. Uh, you literally have to stay. He says, I need that Dr. Umar Johnson PUA coat. Shout out to a uh, course. Shout out to uh, Brian Thompson. He wants the Dr. Umar PUA course. Uh, be extremely 
pro-blacked it, and you can get you some flat-backed it. You can get you some flat-backed action out there. You can get you some flat. Look at it. They zoomed in. And shout out to the brothers that recorded this. You ain't got no shame. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> shot, shot, who is this here? Mr. Shabazz. Hashim Shabazz says, go to his IG. He explained it, sort of. Yeah, I put up the tweet of him explaining it. He basically was like, yeah, I was at the Cherry Hill Mall. My iPhone crashed last night, and I went to the closest store, and it was in New Jersey. So he's trying to explain why he was not in Philadelphia anymore, and he had to go to Cherry Hill, and uh, which appears to be a, a suburban mall. I'm not sure. Suburban mall in Cherry Hill, and that was, oh, you know what? Actually, I am familiar with Cherry Hill. Actually, I am. So, um, yeah, Cherry Hill is suburban. Definitely suburban. All right, I actually been to Cherry Hill now that I think about it. Uh, but right here it says, as I was leaving, I stopped at a kiosk to view incense and crystals. <laughs> incense and crystals? No, I think what stopped you, sir, was that Becky. <laughs> I would have stopped too. I definitely... Somebody says, I found my thrill in Cherry Hill. It's so lovely. It's so lovely. Cherry Hill. He found that Cherry Hill. It's so lovely. It's so lovely. He went out there. He was like, nobody going to know me here. I'm going to lay my Mac down. Cherry Hill is in the suburbs. Yes, it is. Somebody says, it's a lot of, I can't say that. Yeah, Umar. He lives in Philly, but his I think Cherry Hill is something like 20, 30 minutes from Philadelphia. It's over a bridge, if I'm not mistaken. You got to go over a bridge, and uh, it's right there. And it's suburban. It's suburban. There ain't many blacks there. So he went out there. He was like, these black people aren't going to notice me. <laughs> he was like, oh, you sell incense here, my sister? My sister, you sell incense here? <laughs> oh, they got incense here in Cherry Hill? Somebody says 10 minutes from Philly. Yeah, it, it, you know, give or take. Wow. 30 minutes would be probably if there's traffic over the bridge. Wow. Dr. Ubar out here, he explained it, sort of. He out here shuffling. But, hey, he's a man. See, I look at it and say, I knew that of you, Dr. Umar. That doesn't surprise me. Because I know how it goes. There's only so many people you can just avoid. Like you can put on your blinders if you want. You got a little bit of money in your pocket. And I never even think he probably said he's not attracted to white women. He probably says, you know, we have a duty to be with sisters. And he's probably just being pleasant to the girl. But, you know, he was he, he stepped over the line for a person that's not supposed to date that type of person. Not that he should be mean to her. But he looked like he was doing a lot more. <laughs> Shout out to uh, sitting this one out. He says, youngest forgot, or sorry, youngest forget about the Vikings boat incident. I don't forgot about that too. You got to remind me, was it a bunch of, uh, who was that? The Vikings boat incident. I'm going to look it up real quick. Was there a bunch of brothers and some white girls on it? Minnesota, uh, oh, 
it was the boat party scandal. It says there was an alleged SEX party occurring on Lake Minnetonka with 17 key members of the Minnesota Vikings, including all the brothers, Dante Culpepper and a whole bunch of brothers. And it says the two houseboats were rented and some, not all, not all of the players perform sexual acts in front of a crew member. Wow. And it says prostitutes from Atlanta and Florida were flown in for the party. It says there were at least 90, 90 people, 90 people on the boat. And Smoot later established that there were uh, 100% women present. What? Oh, 100 women present. <laughs> That's me always reading ahead. There were 100 women. And how many, how many ninjas? There were 100 women. There were 100 women versus, somebody said Muhammad Ali also lived in Cherry Hill. And they flew in. What year was this? 2005. Woo! 2005, bro. Hold on for a second. I'm. Uh, we had to give it. And five, no, there were 17 members. So one, two, yeah. Wow, 17, 17 men and 100 women. You know, that type of scandal, that type of scandal today would be a me too, right? They would put that all over the news. Those guys' careers would be done. But in 2005, it was a little bit different. <laughs> Skittle brains thinking ahead, coach. Yeah, I yeah, my, always reading ahead. 100 women, 17 men, and they were they was clapping cheeks in public on the boat. Wow. You couldn't do that today. The NFL players could not do that today. They would be thrown. That would be it for them. They would have a Me Too case, those women, because essentially this is what that uh, quarterback uh, Watson has done for his life. He basically was doing that, and look what happened. He basically was having girls come in and, and give them the Jack Shack treatment. In his career, pretty much over. Shout out to uh, we'll call you uh, we'll call you C Williams. He says thank you so much, Coach. You are the father I never had. Appreciate you, man. Thank you, man. I, I take that seriously. I do. Shout out to Sheldon Ross. Guy's fault. He should have uh, left before he got that far. Yeah, he could have left. It seems like I don't know what was going on before that. So that's part of the issue here. We don't know what was going on. Edward, uh, sitting this one out, says, we are the nation of domination, WWF face brother. <laughs> oh, nation of domination. Shout out to uh, Varden G from Louisiana. All right, shout out to Louisiana out here, man. Appreciate you Louisiana brothers out here. I love Louisiana. I, don't, I wouldn't live there again, but I love Louisiana. Louisiana. All right, so let's get into the last part of the show. Thank you for staying that long. We're going to talk about Sierra, but before we talk about that, let's frame it first. Let's frame it first. Uh, this is uh, the story of the Jezebel actually did a great video on that one, a long live stream, but you can catch this short version right here. The Jezebel spirit lives on, in which I tell men that we're slowly repeating the times of uh, the biblical times in which uh, there was a time in the story of Jezebel, if you Bible thumpers are out here. Uh, lukewarm Christians pay attention. Uh, there were stories that, you know, that are somewhat framed as misogynist today. But they warn men of the behaviors of women. If we allow this to increase in our society, then we're going to have problems reeling it back. This is called opening Pandora's box or letting the cat out of the bag. And the, the society will become more confusing and less stable. 
let's play a portion of this and we'll talk about what a weak king, a weak husband does in allowing his wife to develop power and prominence over him. Let's go ahead and play a portion of this fair use. When Ahab returned to his court in Samaria, he thought about his disappointment. And the more he thought, the more miserable he felt. All his great palaces, his riches, and his power were nothing to King Ahab money. What was the use of being king if he couldn't have what he wanted? King Ahab was so unhappy that he went to bed and he wouldn't talk to anyone. The servants became alarmed when the king lost his appetite and refused to eat. And they decided they should go tell the queen. Queen Jezebel was a very wicked woman, cruel and selfish. And she was powerful too. King Ahab ruled Israel, but Queen Jezebel ruled the king. Ooh, ooh, King Ahab ruled Israel, so you had prominence and status and money, but the woman rules you. When the servants reported that the king was sad and wouldn't eat his food, Queen Jezebel prepared to take care of the matter right away. Is that all that's wrong? She laughed as she soothed the king. Come, get up and eat and be happy. I'll get the vineyard for you. So Queen Jezebel wrote letters to the rulers of Jezreel, the city where Naboth lived, which was quite a distance from the king's palace in Samaria. And she signed the letters with the king's name and stamped them with his seal. So the rulers of the city would be forced to obey. The letters commanded that Naboth be brought before the people and the two wicked men be found who would swear that Naboth had spoken against God and the king. So what she did was alleged false allegations against, I think, Naboth, who owned a vineyard that King Ahab wanted, and Naboth refused to give it to him and said, God told me to keep this and never give it away. And so now what Jezebel did was she used false allegations against the vineyard owner in order for King Ahab to possess the property. This is what she did, false allegations. And the letter went on to say, then carry him out and stone him that he may die. And with the king's signature on the letter and the king's seal, what could... Let me address the people who say none of this ever happened. Guys, we understand that. These are tales and tales of to warn men about what happened. Please stay under context here. Please understand that stories have been passed down in an effort to tell men what to do and not to lose their power, right? Not to allow certain things. Do not become one of these people here. Oh, the Bible's not real. Settle down. Sit your ass down and understand that stories are told and passed on from one man to the next to make sure these things don't happen to you. Relax. <laughs> this like the person that comes in, wrestling's not real. Settle down. Okay, you're in the 2022 saying wrestling's not real. There's a problem with you, not me. Okay, we already knew wrestling wasn't real in 1986. <laughs> Could the rulers do but follow the orders? Of course, when Naboth was put on trial, he tried to tell the people he was a God-fearing man and that he would never talk against God or the king. But the two false witnesses swore that Naboth was guilty. 
and the people believed them. Naboth was carried outside the city walls and stoned to death. When Queen Jezebel received the report that Naboth was dead, she said to Ahab, Go, take possession of the vineyard that Naboth refused to sell you. For now Naboth is not alive, but dead. Now, I want you to see how this uh, picture is framed. She's over him using her authority. She's not as strong. She might be as strong mentally, but not strong physically. The weak king is looking up her with glee. She's standing over him in authority, and he's down below her. So this is the this is the position that many men are so happy to assume in our society today. And this is what these stories are warning you about, because this will never lead to anything good. This will lead to instability of your society, not stability. It will not lead to a utopia. It will lead to a very much what the, the opposite of uh, of a utopia is. In this situation here, the king has given the power over to his woman, Jezebel, his wife. Now, Russell Wilson has done pretty much the same thing. And the progressive minded people believe that this is a positive thing to do as such. This is his wife right here. Wow, I didn't mean to play that audio, but this is going to be Russell Wilson's wife. All right, uh, pictured here. Uh, she is the one at the top of this Ford Bronco. She's age 36, mother of two or three. I'm not sure. I should have done my research. Mother of two or three, wife of a professional football player. She's been, she was a singer before, and she did this before she married. But for some reason, people assume that she can do this after the marriage. And people are saying, this is absolutely okay. There's no problem with this. There's no problem with this. She's doing things probably what a 20-year-old would be doing. And she's twerking on top of a thing. This is her at the top, twerking her jelly. Um, anybody want their wives to be doing this? Like, if, you, if, if this was your wife, I know we're progressive. We've gone way too far with progressing, by the way. This is your wife. She has three kids. Thank you, L'Oreal. Lori82. Thank you. She has three kids, one by future, two by Russell, I believe. Legs wide open. You want, do you guys want your modern wives to be doing something like this? I mean, she doesn't have to do it. And by the way, these gas prices are very much common in California. Do not be surprised here. All right. These are our gas prices for sure. Okay. Is this what you want your wives to be doing, y'all? No or yes? Is really? I mean, by the way, who thinks twerking is sexy? I mean, it's very much a trashy dance. I mean, I get it. Uh, you're displaying the things that you actually have here. Who thinks this is actually sexy anymore? It's very much a uh, low class to me. I'm of a higher class. I'm a classist, so I don't like this type of behavior. I know you guys like it, but some of you guys like it. I think it's trashy. All right, you might as well just, yeah, anyway. This is, this, is, this is his wife. This is Russell Wilson's wife, all right? I mean, listen, if this is where marriage is going, I don't want none of it. <laughs> Who wants their wife to do it? Who's, who's, who's signing up for this and who's supporting this? I have, a, I have a very much hard question about that. I don't know. And shout out to Anthony Brian Logan. He does watch the show from time to time. He says, why would Sierra at age 36 bite the hood rat song F&F that we actually talked about here? 
uh, while being married to one of the best NFL football players. I don't get it. I'm confused myself, ABL. I don't get while you support marriage, why you want to be married, but then you get married and then you go back to this. I know you were doing, see, so people are going to say, well, that's what she was doing before he married her. But I'm a high image reputation guy. I'm Russell Wilson. My previous wife, this one, and speaking of men who like the Beckys, Russell Wilson was previously married to this woman, his high school sweetheart. Her name is Ashton. This was his first wife, and there he is all with glee. That's what he looked like. That's what black men look like when they take pictures with white women. <laughs> Why do brothers always lean in to be cheesing when they take pictures with white women? Have you noticed that they be on Instagram looking thuggish? When they with black women, they be all, and as soon as they take a picture with a white woman, they be like, whoever taking the picture be like, smile, smile bigger. <laughs> they like, what the hell? Hold up. Why they be doing that all the time? Shuffling. Brothers always be cheesing like hell, bro. <laughs> Extra cheese. Extra twist cheese on the grilled cheese, bro. All right, look, because look. Look at this Russell Wilson right here with Sierra. He ain't cheesing. And what is that hairstyle? I don't know what that is. See, look, he's taking a picture with Sierra and he at cheesing. He looking cool. I think it's the cool factor. He's like, I'm cool. When you with black women, you take a picture. You're cool. When you with white women, you cheesing. Have y'all noticed that? See, look, here's another example. Cheese. Another example. Cheese. Another example, cheese. He's with Sierra, me mugging. Let me see if I can, look, look. <laughs> look at her right here. She's like, I just won that money. I got money. Look, he's with Sierra, no cheese. No, and this is a random selection. Watch this. Cheese with the white girl. Sierra, no cheese. That's, I'm, I'm actually doing this live. Right there, cheesing with the white girl, and she's body language away, body language away. Where's the picture with Sierra? Cheesing. Picture with Sierra, no cheese. You see that? Every picture they have with Sierra, no cheese, except for this one right here. He had the cheese. All right, there's it right here. She cheesing. Why are the women leaning away? Let me do one more. Look, no cheese. He's cool. But look, with the white woman, he's cheesing. Let me see if I can find one more. Look, no cheese. He's with Sierra. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a smile right there. We'll give him one. All right, so anyway, that's Russell Wilson. And to be, be, be honest uh, about Russell Wilson, his first wife, Aston, allegedly, this is all alleged, um, cheated on him with one of his teammates. I forgot the teammate's name. He was a wide receiver. This is all alleged. And so he lost his first wife to another football player. And then I think as a result of that, he's been always known as, I think he's mixed. He might be racially mixed. But he's always known to actually be a little bit less of a black man in, in the eyes of the real authentic black people here in America. Golden Tate. <laughs> and uh, what happened was, I think in order to embrace the black side of his culture and to look a little bit more authentic, he took on Sierra. 
But as a result of that, he had to put up with who Sierra was. He had to take a backseat. See, in the previous relationship, in the previous relationship, he was the front man. You see this? He's the front man. And it didn't work out for him. And, it, and, and his wife ended up leaving. So uh, what happened was he wanted to be a little bit more of an authentic black man. And he went for Sierra as a result. So here he is very much probably the submissive in the relationship because he needs her reputation-wise. He needs her reputation-wise. This is just my opinion. And it's probably closely linked to fact. And because they're public figures, I can care about it. I know there's some people, why do you even care? Well, it is what it is. He told y'all all of this. Yes, no, we know how it works. We're men. I know how it works. We're men. The sisterhood of progressive marriages. By the way, you sisters who support these marriages, you are the least married and most divorced at the same damn time. You'll never get a Russell Wilson. You're never going to. The only hope you have is Russell Wilson and Sierra's marriage. All right. Um, because who was the previous black love marriage that y'all lost? Oh, Will and Jada Smith. Y'all lost that one. Y'all been lost Michelle and Barack Obama. They ain't had no legit marriage at all. All right. At all. Not a hetero. Never mind. Who else did y'all lose? Y'all recently lost another black love marriage. Y'all literally are never going to be Russell or Sierra. I don't know why y'all actually trying to uphold this marriage as a standard of a, a marriage y'all could possibly have. It ain't going to happen for you. <laughs> okay. It ain't happening for you. I don't care how much y'all do this and repeat this and think y'all have hope. It ain't going to happen for you. I'm sorry to tell you because in the spirit of nature, it, men are never going to put up with stuff like this. <laughs> yeah, Megan Good and the pastor. Yeah, what happened to Megan Good and the pastor? Y'all held that one up too. Lost that one too. Lost that one too. Y'all kept constantly catching L's. So let's just be frank about this. Our What I'm doing in this analysis was 100% true. And essentially, um, over time, you're going to see that this is not going to work out. She's going to continue to embarrass him. Okay, I'll just say this. What other, yeah, the video's fuzzy on my side too. What other NFL wife do you see something, doing something as ratchet as this? I mean, don't you ascend to a higher quality at some point? Oh, Anthony Anderson. Wouldn't you ascend to a higher quality at some point? Oh, I see. I'm on Wi-Fi now. They're doing me dirty. Yeah, they're doing me dirty right now. They are doing me extra dirty. But you guys continue. Oh, look, my stuff is popping. They cut me off. <laughs> all right. They doing all kinds of stuff on me. My ear, my ears are popping. So let me go back here. Uh, let's see here. Where's it at? Oh, where's the Russell? Oh, where's the Sierra video? What other wife? What other couple? Oh, it was up. What other couple do you see where their wife is out here doing something like this? And who's supporting this? The people who are least likely to ever get married. They're literally going, yeah, this is okay. Patrick Mahomes' wife is not even doing anything similar to this, although she is embarrassing him. But, of course, it's another black man or a man that would represent uh, black culture. He's half black, half white. And he has to catch L's. In these streets. 
he can't even claim a proper wife, even if he goes against the white version of that. He can't do it. What about this? What about her children? We always talk about a lot of women putting themselves out here sexually and then regretting it later. Later on, is she going to be a victim and say, uh, my children now have found all of my videos of me shaking ass and I'm embarrassed. I wish to have it erased from the internet. We just left you with several stories of that last week. But here she's, she's objectifying herself by choice, by absolute choice. And Russell Wilson can't do anything about it. He can't even say anything about it because he's the weak king. He's in the submissive position in a relationship, 100%. 100%. Even uh, Aisha Curry has been doing something similar. So it's going to be harder for you as men. And you want some sort of traditional wife. You want a wife to be at least your equal or your uh, a, a woman that's your helpmate. You're not even going to get close to that because not even Patrick Mahomes, Steph Curry, or Russell Wilson can get that. They can't even get it. And they're what? They're the, they're the king as, as portrayed here in the video that I showed you. Even with all his riches, I want you to listen to this again. Have returned to his court in Samaria, he thought about his disappointment. And the more he thought, the more miserable he felt. All his great palaces, his riches, and his power were nothing to King Ahab now. What was the use of being king if he couldn't have what he wanted? Yep, 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 yep. So uh, some, some people even mentioned Cam Newton. Cam Newton highlighted the fact that, hey, I have this and I still, and I love sisters and I still can't get this specific thing. That was the, even the football player that we even talked about, the white football player, Travis Kelsey. He had the black girlfriend and she was like, we don't have to cook or clean. And he said, <laughs> he was like, you're gone, broke up with her as soon as she opened her yap. So he's not even going for that. So I, I want you guys to understand what's going on in our country. We're changing the, the dynamics, and a lot of men are folding. Not only are a lot of men folding, higher status men are folding. Russell Wilson wants to focus on football, and yet his wife is out here shaking it. And I'm pretty sure Russell's like, I don't care if she's out here shaking it. Of course you don't care. You need Sierra. You need Sierra for your reputation. Your rep This is what I tell you about men who marry twice. They divorce their first wife, and then they can somehow play a little bit of a victim. Then they get into the second marriage, and they have to keep the second marriage to save face. Second marriage is in 67% of the time, if not more. So they don't want to become a victim when the second marriage, because if he gets divorced from Sierra, he's going to be a two-time loser. And then they're going to say, what's wrong with you? You can't keep a wife. You can't keep a woman happy. So he has to save face. He has to put up with it. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. I know men like this. Men who have gotten married the second time cannot leave, especially early on in the marriage. He has to ride it out to the point where he takes a really subservient position and he can't say anything. He got to make it work now or he's going to look like a dumbass. You lost two wives in a matter of 10 years. You're a failure. Two-time loser. So he's got to make it. he's got to make it work. And he's got to put up with whatever she wants to do. Right? This is what happened with Russell Wilson. I think it's actually, I think it's appalling what men put up with. And unfortunately, a lot of the women that you like are just like this. 
and the 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 <laughs> when you see them on Twitter supporting this, I just feel bad for you. I feel bad for you, Hope Strategist. I'm like, boy, you guys ain't got a chance in hell to get the wife that you want, right? The wife that you want. And the red flags were there, all right? The red flags were there. Whatever you're seeing today, you've already seen this from this person. Not that she's a bad person. She's just who is she, who she is. But in my book, she's not marriageable material because she wants to hop back and forth, right? She wants to hop back and forth. I'm going to be out here in these streets and then I'm going to come back and I'll be a good wife for you for a minute. And then you'll see her again every three months twerking and popping her thing for the public, for public consumption. It's a sad, it's, it's sad for me, right? I, I, I support the sisters, um, sisters, just so you know, because there's a lot of new people watching me. Here's my philosophy. I enjoy everything you're doing. Okay. I don't want you to change one bit, by, by the way. In these streets. Because people think that I'm trying to change women and take you back to the 1950s. I'm not. I enjoy what you're doing. You're actually freeing a lot of men from having to wife you up. All right. You're actually freeing a lot of men. Perhaps. I don't care how you do it. If you want to ride the CC and have your fun and then settle down, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. If you want to be celibate, I'll buy a bit. I don't care if you want to sell a bit. I'll buy a bit. I'll buy it bit by bit if I need to. I'll buy it when I need it, and I'll put your ass back out there and go back to your dirty apartment, and I'll buy it when you sell it. <laughs> I don't care. I'll have fun with you if you guys want to, you know, live your younger years when you're 40. I'll use you as practice. You can come out here 40, 45, divorce your second husband, come out here, have a little bit of fun. You can be in these streets. In these streets. I'll use you as practice. <laughs> Remember, I'm not moral here. I'm not being moral over here. If y'all want to be nasty girls and hot girl summer, come on over. Come on over. <laughs> but when it comes down to wanting relationships after you done done dirt, no, hell no. You ain't getting that part. You're not getting that part. In these streets. I ain't investing in none of that. All right. You are not an investment anymore. You're you're actually freeing men with this idea. So, and the proof is in the pudding. Less people are getting married. Less people are having babies. This is because you're pushing into this progressive mindset and you want men to change and accept this. And men are like, nah, man, we ain't doing this. Somebody said you already cashed out. So y'all do what y'all do. I'm not trying to change it. It actually makes my life better. It actually makes my life better because I no longer have to pretend that I like you or love you to get what I need to get. I could just pull out a fistful of 20. I got money. I could just travel. I could just fly you in. You could be flewed in, by the way. You could be used as practice material when you don't have custody of your kids on your off week. Come on over. But when you have custody of your kids, uh, I know when I'm not going to see your ass. <laughs> when your kids are back at your house and your dad and your baby daddy out there doing what I'm doing. Yeah, come on over. We ain't, but we ain't doing this fake relationship stuff. So then you can bop back to the streets five years later and say, well, I'm independent now. All right, I want to go get my own money. I want to go do my thing. I want to be in these streets. I want to travel. I want to have fun. I want to go on girls trips. You can do all that and be single. Because <laughs> I'm not going to wife you up or be in a relationship with you and then put up with, why are you twerking for people on Instagram? Well, it's good. I can do it. I can do it. No, no. We ain't dealing with that attitude. <laughs> I ain't dealing with that. 
and I'm not going to argue with you. If you want to be up in these streets, go ahead, have fun. I'll give you a couple of dollars to go buy drinks for the girls. All right, but before you go out. I got money. And if you over 28, this is not going to be for pay. This is going to be for practice. <laughs> she be like, you got a couple of couple of dollars. She be like, hey, you got some change? Yep, I do got some change and some sense to go with it. Mm. You ain't getting it. I got money. <laughs> and if you want that to change into people like me, because I'm telling men to go to this, I'm telling men to go to the dark side. Because the <laughs> la ladies, you're already on the dark side. We need to just join them over there. <laughs> I'm not trying to save society. This is not a moral message. I'm not trying to protect society. I'm not trying to bring communities together. I'm not trying to save the black man and the black woman. I'm not trying to save men and women in general. I'm not trying to save the world. I'm not. This is not the show for that. If you want somebody who has a moral compass, go to another show. I don't have morality over here. Me on the dark side. <laughs> I ain't trying to save society. Hey, y'all already messed it up. Don't blame me. I'm only taking advantage of what you guys have presented. I've adapted and I've overcome. Overcome for real. Pause, by the way. I got money. It's Jasmine Rice and it's chicken skewers. It's moments and it's fistful of 20s. I got money. It's catch and release. It's send your ass back to your lonely ass kitchen and I'm going to have fun. <laughs> People are like, this is abysmal. This is, this is, this is really, this is ridiculous. You should be one of these good men. You should be the good. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to save the world. I tried. I came into the spirit of Elijah, spirit of Elijah, and y'all turning it upside down. Somebody says we, oh, uh, Mr. Washington, he, he says we can't control what these women do and wives aren't wives anymore. Womenism did his job and they aren't going back and uh, they're, they aren't going back in either the community or the community. All we need to do is have our Jasmine Rice ready. Yes, indeed. Larry Berg's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door. And Robert Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. Yeah, this is reprehensible. This is reprehensible. I tried to save y'all and warn y'all where we were going. I said, we're going, this is going to be devastating. And I actually cared. I was like, what are we going to do? We're going to lose out on civilization and society. Then I realized it's over. Now, if you're a brother that wants to save the community or save society and all that, good luck. I mean, any women that support Sierra doing this, these are the people. You don't have to change my mind. You have to change their mind. You have to literally change their mind. And it ain't happening. Where's that one sister that was in here? Because what they want me to do is care about society. You, that's what they want me to do while they out here tearing it up and burning it up. And then they want me to come back and have a moral compass over here while they out here, hot girl summer, licking ice cream and twerking on Broncos and beating up men in grocery stores. All right, you want me to be the guy. What we need to do for the community is we need to say, I ain't doing, no, I'm not sweeping it up. I'm not cleaning nothing. I'm not, dude, if it's on fire, I wouldn't even piss the fire out. If I, if I didn't have, in the absence of water, I wouldn't even piss the fire out. I'll let it burn. <laughs> but while it's burning, I will have a couple of people serving my needs. 
for a period of time until the time has been done. I got money. Where's that one, sister? I don't, yo, I don't care. <laughs> don't be the one over here trying to get me because it's it's too much to pick up now. Take off the hair, take off the hair weave. They're not gonna do that. Take out the eyelash. They ain't gonna do that. Take off the fingernails. They ain't gonna do that. Stop tattooing your body. Stop. They're not gonna do that. Stop being overweight. Not gonna do that. No matter what you ask for them, they say nope. Nope. We gonna keep doing it. Stop twerking at McDonald's. Nope. They're gonna keep doing that. Stop divorcing your husbands, filing at 80%. They're not going to do that. Stop having slush funds of your own private money while spending up all your husband's money. They're not going to stop doing that. They're not going to stop. Have you noticed that they're stopping? Not only are they not stopping, the women who are righteous aren't stopping them. <laughs> they're not even stopping them. They're going, well, they're doing what they're doing. So if y'all can't stop them, I sure ain't going to stop them. But I will have my needs met. I will have my needs met. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me say, uh, Mr. Barnes is in the building. He says, I got your book, Starting My Free Agent Lifestyle Today. You've been free, gentlemen. You've been free. Shout out to Loud Pocket says, for cheese movie on Jezebel. Uh, DG Seymour says, Coach Radama strikes again. Economy is done. Oh, boy. I And I wrote a book called The Evolution. So I'm an author of the book, Free Agent Lifestyle and The Evolution. If you want to read my book, The Evolution, it is basically telling you what's happening today. I said, this is going to happen. I thought it was going to be 20 to 50 years from now. I was like, in 20 to 50 years, this will all come crashing down. Little did I know. And for people who say it's not crashing down, I don't know what you're watching. I'm not doom and gloom over here. But if you think we're any on any level of stability, economically, socially, I mean, have you witnessed what happened in the last two years? <laughs> you know what I mean? All it's going to take is the straw that breaks the camel's back. And we'll be back in the dark ages in no time soon. I mean, you'll be back. I mean, <laughs> this all came sooner than I expected. Now, this we wouldn't be here if we had a good social structure and we hadn't had broken families and, and all of these things. We didn't fall for the feminist movement. I mean, I really have been going to be critical of how the feminist movement has directed us into all these directions that made it easier for them to do what they're doing. When I say they. And Kevin Samuels used to say, um, what did he say? Winter's coming. I said over here, the barbarian is at the gate. There's only going to take one slight thing. I mean, World War III, I mean, we're on the horizon. I mean, at any moment, I would not be shocked if people start going in. I know you don't want to think so, but we're on the horizon of that. I mean, we're very close to it. We're, we're very close to it. I don't think you know how close we are to that. It's just a matter of time. And if that happens, our economy is going to suffer. I mean, it's suffering, and there's not even a full-scale uh, uh, world yet. It, it could go global. And I'm out of it, guys. Uh, ladies, the best I can do is have a bench right here. There's going to be a bench right here during the show. And, um, oh, yeah, we're in, I mean, Civil War too. Yeah, I mean, we're very much in conflict as a society based on these agendas. Everybody's at conflict. There's 100% people at conflict with each other, no matter what. 
It's gender versus gender. It's race versus race. It's class versus class. It's it's political ideology versus political ideology. Every time one thing happens, we are completely divided. We don't have a sense of unity. That's what you would need to save it. We don't have it. <laughs> we don't have it. So the best I can do is going to be a bench right here. And on this bench, all you're going to see when I fire up my live stream is knees and toes. You won't see any head and shoulders. It's going to be knees and toes right here, right here. Wait a minute. It's going to be right here. You see, you see below my microphone, all you're going to see is a bench of knees and toes, four ladies or five. Four or five. <laughs> all you're going to see is feet and knees and thighs. And it's going to be all versions of feet, all shades of the rainbow. I'm going to have foldables, thickens, thickums, caramel complexion, caramel kisses. A real dark chocolate sister, sister soul. A pale skin, pink toes. <laughs> it's going to be a bench, and I'm going to have a selection. I'll be like, you're ready tonight. Yes. It's going to be like walking in a candy store. Oh, boy. Now and later, Skittles. Starburst, M&M's, Snickers, Paydays. All right, it's going to be everything. A bench. Puerto Rican pecan, Puerto Ricans. Oh, it's got to be a Puerto Rican on the bench. And y'all going to be like, this is despicable. This is reprehensible behavior. And it's going to be burning behind y'all. All on contract. <laughs> and that's where I'm going with now. That's where I'm going with my life. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not playing by y'all goofy rules no more. And and y'all and in terrible times, y'all not gonna drag me back to get me to take a bad deal. And they'll have their own little place. All right. They're not gonna stay in here overnight and try to delete me overnight. Hey, get back on the bench. Where are you going? Where are you going? <laughs> get back on the bench. All right. Anyway, man. Ladies, if you want to be a part of the bench, let me know. The way you qualify is you have to send me on Instagram a couple of feed pictures because your feet are going to be broadcasted on the internet. They're going to be broadcasted right here. So your feet going to have to be pretty. Uh, I, you know, I'm not a big face guy. Face can be uh, all right. Six or seven in the face. The body got to be on point. I got to be able to fold you up like a love letter from the second grade. You got to be foldable, flexible for sure. Uh, pretty feet. 100%. <laughs> pretty feet. 100%. The feet got to be feet game on point. You can't have them little stubby, fat, chubby toes. No, no, no. You can't be flat footed. No flat footed. All right. You got to have a high arch in your foot. What else? May said, what's the IG? All right. IG is, uh, what is my IG? I've had several. I think my IG now is Coach Greg Adams TV. Yeah, no foot fungus, no toenail fungus, none of that. You got to take care of your feet. First thing when you do when you wake up, wash them feet. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to be good. 
Oh, somebody want them bow legged. Somebody want them bow legged too. Somebody said no flat feet, no flat feet, man. Because flat feet, you now your knees gonna be knocked. All right, no, no knock knees. I don't want no knock knees. Get the back of them heels. All right, when you wake up in the morning, scrub all of that. Get your cuticles right. No cankles. I mean, maybe one of y'all could have cankles. You know what I mean? Maybe, you know, because every now and then you nasty. But every day I wake up, you know what I mean? It's got to be, I'm on this right here. If you got hair on your toe knuckles, you know what I mean? Get the hair off your toe knuckles at all times. What else? Uh, somebody said foot tattoo. Not so much. Not, you don't need, no, no foot, no foot tattoos. No foot tattoos. Toenail polish. It depends. It, de it depends. It depends on why I'm feeling. Uh, dark, the darker your feet, right? And, you know, when you go to Puerto Rican and all the darker chocolates, you need toenail polish. You know, if you white, I want to see the, <laughs> I've thought about this. Let's get here. Let me see here. No bunions. Uh, my feet can be bad, though. My feet can be bad. But I don't know. No flat feet. All right. Where are we at here? Shout out to who is in here? Uh, GS Inc. says Red Pill Gladiator. You're on fire. All right. Who, who's offended by this stuff? Thank you, man. I appreciate this. I'm not saying anything offensive. I'm you know what I'm doing. I'm going along with where you want to go, ladies. I'm not trying to stop you. See, other red pill guys being here criticizing you and say you messed up because of feminism and what you need to do to get a man. I'm not telling you to do anything. I'm telling you to keep doing what you're doing. I'm, I'm enjoying this. Unfortunately, you know, I have family and, you know, ex-wives and daughters and, and mothers I have to look after. So I don't have room to look after any more of you. I mean, literally, I've got enough in the woman taking care of woman category. I have an ex-wife. I have a daughter. I have a mother who's who grew up in the strong and independent culture. I got to take care of them when it starts burning. You know, I mean, I don't want to take care of my ex-wife, but, you know. Legally, I got to up until a point. I don't need no more. I have no more room for you. I don't have no more room in the Porsche 911. All these people going to be riding on the roof. So I have no more room for you. You know what I need you to do? I need you to get on the bench. Right, that's what I need you to do. These are the three that I, these are the only three women I can take from here on out. I don't have it no more, and I barely want to take the ex-wife. I'm gonna be looking at her like, "You got to stay behind too." Bye bye. <laughs> be like, go ahead and burn with it. But you know, I got a little bit of a heart. You know what I mean? I got a little bit. I might let her, okay, you can ride on the top, right? But don't get no ideas here. You know, I don't want to let my daughter cry. You know, my daughter be like, what about mommy? All right, tie her ass up to the back, <laughs> right? Tie her up to the back, drive off in the truck, tie her ass back there. If she can survive that being drugged by, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> All right, but other than that, ladies, I have no more room for you. I don't. I'm not trying to save y'all. But I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy y'all while it's going down. 
And if you can't fit inside the Porsche, you can't fit. I mean, you can fit inside the truck, but you're not riding in the front. Shout out to Jack Vandetta, Modern Woman Equals Recreation, Point Blake, period. Now, we didn't make it that way. They made it that way. We have to remember that. I know people are going to guilt trip me. I didn't make it that way. This is what they're telling you to do. Or this is what they tell you to accept. I didn't make it that way. If you want to change, if you want to change, uh, I don't know what to tell you. You want tennis bracelets on, on your feet? You need to be in a certain, you need to have a certain type of frame here. You can't be out here being, uh, you can't be loud mouthed. Can't be loud mouthed. That's just my, this is the way I operate. I don't know. Yeah, we didn't make it this way at all. We've been trying to tell y'all, well, this is what we prefer. This is what we want. We ain't gonna do, we ain't gotta do the, oh, okay. I will never ever tell a woman what she has to do. I will never in this lifetime ever again, not even my, not even my moms, not even my daughter, not even my ex-wife. You don't have to do a damn thing, but you can damn for sure bet that I don't have to do a damn thing either. <laughs> right? That's where it ends. Oh, you don't want to do what I'm doing. That's absolutely fine. You're certainly welcome to do so. However, there's the door. I ain't got to do nothing for you either. What made you think? <laughs> Wait a minute. What made you think that I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing and keep begging you to change? Me, me, <laughs> me, me. And that's you. Um, uh, I, I literally have gotten to that point in life. It's, it's, uh, I know it's a little bit cold, but they want you to come in for the rescue. This is why they do it because they know you're going to come in for the rescue. They know you're going to clean up. They know you're going to just sucker up and just be like, you know what, gentlemen, let's just get together after they done burned it down. The way I do it is the minute you say, no, I, and I think I need to, and I think I'm going to, oh, I'm perfectly fine with that. You know what? I actually think you're right. You should do exactly how you feel, but I won't be here. <laughs> it won't be under my roof. And it won't be under my dime. And it damn sure won't be under my time. All right. Those are the three things it won't be under. But you can do what you want to do. <laughs> you do. I ain't stopping you. I, I'll warn you, but you cannot come back. All right. Let me do a couple more. Then I got to get, I got to get my son to a haircut over here. He wants to go get his haircut. Did I get uh, Avery? But y'all can't be cold as like me because you guys have um, what you guys have is um, what do they call it? Not one itis. You guys can't be cold because you don't have options. You guys don't have uh, no, they call it um, somebody will say it. Scarcity mindset. That's what it is. You have a scarcity mindset. Let me remind you guys. Statistically, especially if you're a black man, there are more women than you can handle. All you have to do is get over 80 K and be somewhat in decent physical shape. Yeah, abundance of options. Scarcity. You guys have a scarcity mindset. Dude, there, for a black man that is somewhat decent, 
you have options up, up the yin-yang. You will never run out of options. That's if you exclusively date white black women. And then if you happen to say, well, I want to go over to a couple of Latinas and whites and a couple of Asians, you have an abundance. Just be halfway. You'll never run out. Trust, guys, you'll never run out of women. They'll, statistically, you will not. <laughs> you'll always have one. If one leaves, okay, bye. I've never run out of them. There's been times where I said, okay, for these next six months, I will not mess with any women because I want to get focused. I want to focus on my thing. And I'll take six months off. During that whole six months, girls coming back from the past, hey, stranger, hey, big head. Girls coming in from people I, from, I don't forgot about. New girls coming in from old sites that I had activated. I'll get a mess. Never going to run out. And even if I lower my standards, that makes it even greater. I'll never run out. And then let's add on to the fact that this, they're selling it like hotcakes out here. So just if I had a lazy moment, I just went fistful of 20s. I got money. I'll go get one of higher quality. In this marketplace, you can get it. And you'd be like, oh, just come over for a few minutes, for a few hours. You can get it delivered right to your door like a Domino's pizza. Fresh to order how you want it. With no damn dick, she won't buck, she won't kick, she won't barely talk. <laughs> now, that's if you black man. If you a white man, you'll never run out of options in America. Never. Statistically, there's more of them than you. Now, let's just say you ascend to a certain height, 60K a year. You live in them anywhere other than California. You're never going to run out. Statistically, there are more of them than there are of you. I don't know why y'all panicking. Don't panic. Don't buckle. If you're in a situation where you're panicking and you're scarce and women are scarce to you, you can easily fix that. You can easily fix that. All you have to do is get in somewhat decent shape, increase your income to a point where it's like, they'll be like, mm, they'll start noticing you. And then you'll start noticing them. You will reject 80% of them off top. You'll still have an abundance of them. And then you'll even be able to say, why would I even do this and sacrifice what I've created for myself? I'll go over here. I got money. I, it, it just absolutely amazes me. And if you're young right now and you're struggling with these younger women, just get just fix your life. And in five years, you won't have that problem anymore. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. But women depend on you having a scarcity mindset. They do. They want you to believe you're going to miss out on me. How many times have you heard somebody and you're looking at them like, man, I wouldn't even offer you a bowl of jasmine rice. Well, I'm better. You're going to miss out on me. Ladies, we're not going to miss out on you. You're not that good. Trust me. I'm not that good of a person. I wouldn't even tell other women that I'm that good. You're going to miss out on me. If they ever reject me, I'll be like, well, she'll find another guy. But I'm never selling myself. Well, I'm the one. I'm the one. You missing out on this. This is the best you was ever going to get. There ain't no love and no sex better than this. I'm like, you're lying. <laughs> There's no possible way. Bye. I am certainly not missing out on you. There's nothing I'm... By the way, you've been on this marketplace for 20 years and everybody's missed on you. What am I getting? Not, absolutely nothing. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>
All right. The real fit style says women are a, an expensive accessory. So that's that's the part of it. And that's the part of it. When I talk about my my family and my mother and my daughters and my ex-wives and my uh, uh, if I added a girlfriend on top of that, I'd be broke in no time flat. And the fact of it is, it's going to cost you even when you're not paying directly. But women are expensive. That's just it goes with the territory. They're expensive to take on, even if they say I got my own money. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're still going to be paying um, and you're going to be hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging money. As I instruct men over here, free women cost the most. It's the free women that cost way more than the recreational fund women that have price tags on their head. Free women cost more than gold diggers. Gold diggers tell you what they want specifically, and you can go identify it. They'll say, I want this, this, and this, and you can calculate it like this. Tap, tap, tap. You can put it in the calculator. Free women, you, you're leaking money, and you don't even know the money's coming out of your account. You're like, wait a minute. Damn, where's this going, and where's that going? Oh, I had to stop at Costco. I had to stop at the grocery store. I had to stop at Lane Bryant. I had to stop at Torrid for a new bra. I had to stop here. I had to stop there. I had to gas up this. I had to oil change that. I had to do this. The kids needed this. The kids needed that. Leaking, leaking, leaking. And these are the free women. My love don't cost a thing. I just want love, and I'm in a relationship. You leaking money. You can't even keep up. What the, what the, what, where, the, where this money going? Where that going? Oh, I had to get this. I had to stop to go that. The kids need to go to summer camp. I had to go to the doctor. I had to go to the OBGYN. I had to go get my nails done. I had to go get my hair done. I had to go get my eyebrows done. Bruh. <laughs> I needed a new makeup palette. I needed to buy some new shoes for this function you want me to go to. I had to go traveling for I need to buy a suit for my traveling so I could go to my work. I had to get gas to go to work. I had to eat lunch with the girls at happy hour while I was at work. Leaking, 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 leaking. Free women cost the most. Why don't you take me out to date night? Date night costs the most. You got to go to a hotel so, so and you got to pay for a babysitter to watch your kids leaking. Just so you can go to date night and get some marital missionary. You had to take her out on Thursday night to make her feel special. You had to buy her birthday, anniversary, kids birthday gift. That's free money. She got your Amazon. She got your credit card on Amazon Prime. You come home every day. There's three boxes out in front of your damn house. Maybe uh, maybe we should uh, slow down on that Amazon Prime. That's what free women get you. <laughs> My love don't cost a thing. This is about love and romance. Nope, it's about your wallet leaking. You're going to pay. That, not to mention, you got to get a big McMansion. You got to get the latest SUV. You got to get the latest sedan. You got to move into the best neighborhood. You got to put your kid in the best private school. Leaking. She got to get Hulu, Amazon Prime, Netflix, YouTube Premium, leaking, 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 leaking. Mm. High-end cable, food. <laughs> People don't want to hear this. The ladies are like, stop telling them all of this stuff. I could have literally, for what I paid, yeah, Disney Plus. She got to go to the movies. You got the Regal Premium Pass. I'm telling you, what it costs for some of you freak suckers, I could have had junior college. I could have had a bank full of junior colleges, one per week for 52 weeks. It would be cheaper than that. 
it would be cheaper than all of that. I forgot eating out. What about Uber Eats? Your Uber Eats bill going to be through the roof. Oh, I didn't make anything tonight. Perhaps we'll Uber eat. Well, why didn't you cook anything? Why didn't you cook anything? You can cook too. All right, I don't want to cook. I don't have time to cook. Well, let's just order Uber Eats. $85 for a plate of two, two plates. That would have cost you $50 and $40 if you went to go pick it up yourself. But one or two of you both are lazy. Now you paid $80 for a $40 meal. Plus you're getting Amazon groceries delivered. Expensive price, no coupons. <laughs> Bro, free women cost the most. Traditional relationships cost the most. Marriages and, and, and cohabitation cost you way more. Way more than ever. And you think you're doing it right. See, that's your moral compass coming in again. Oh, but I'm doing it the right way, coach. No, you aren't. You're doing it the goofy way. <laughs> that's what you are. You might think you're doing it right until guess what? Oh, you know what the real cost is then? Manage to break up after five or 10 years of doing that. Oh, boy. Let's say if you did all that and you broke up. Let's say if you did all that and you broke up. Oh, I didn't tell you about the vacations that you're going to have to take too. When you break up, all of those things you did, all of that money you were leaking means nothing. You're actually going to have to pay her a lot more to leave the relationship. You know, there's something called alimony, palimony, child support. See, you paid all of that just to keep her. But when the break up, she ain't leaving empty handed. She also got to say, oh, well, guess what? Oh, you breaking up with me or I'm breaking up with you. Guess what you're going to have to do now? Now your ass going to have to pay to make me leave. What you could have done with the junior college. Manager. I got money. You could have paid her to leave. You pay, you pay women to leave too. You pay your wife to leave too. You pay your, you guys, it worked. Look, there's no difference on any interaction on how you're dealing with women. It all comes down to pay. How much do you want to pay? That's what it called. I've given my, I've given my ex-wife bikes. She wanted to do road bike, bought her a road bike. Mountain bike, she wanted a mountain bike, bought her a mountain bike. Bought her a laptop, new computer, bought her all that stuff. Bought her all that stuff. When it came down to the divorce, none of that stuff came up. It was, he ain't giving me no money when since he left. Wait a minute, what about all this stuff? They'll literally be like, he ain't doing nothing for me now. You're like, remember when I, all these things, all these sacrifices I made, I took tax returns to buy things for you. We went on vacations and trips. We sacrificed. No, nothing means nothing. Nope, you owe me now. You owe me this. You're like, wow, shit. But guys, that's, I'm just instructing you that that's how they work. Just so you know, that's how they work. Doesn't make them bad. I'm not talking negative about them, but that's how it works. It comes down to this transaction. It's always going to be transaction. And if you get into cohabitation and marriages, you're going to pay more. And then you're going to pay a separation fee. More than likely to separate yourself from them. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. you there's no difference. And, and many times, in order to not pay that fee, you'll keep her. You'll be like, well, I don't want to pay that exit fee. I'll just keep her around.
in order to avoid paying the fee on the way out, which you wrote a blank check to because you're moral, more moral than me, in order to not pay it, you'll just stay with the woman or you'll stay in the relationship <laughs> or you'll have to go flee and move across the country or to Canada. Am I wrong, ladies? Where are the ladies saying I'm, I'm wrong about this? Michelle A is in the building. She says, death by a thousand cuts, leave, and you're still blamed for it. Shout out to Michelle A. She looks like she has pretty feet. Hey, hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> you need to send me some feet pictures for sure. All right, you definitely need to send me some feet pictures. Hey, by the way, uh, yeah, hey, uh, yeah, do because she got a like a Latina Puerto Rican name or something. Oh, you need to be in the feet picture game for sure. Send feet pictures today. All right, she sent me $5, but uh, I'll send it back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I need some few pictures. But uh, she's absolutely right, guys. It's death by a thousand cuts. Uh, like, like I said, uh, when you saw the woman in the video uh, harassing the guy, she was microaggression uh, against him, major aggression, physically attacking, and nobody stopped her. It's the same as in relationships. Uh, you're, she has to leave the victim. She has to leave the victim, and you have to pay the exit fee. <laughs> I had to put my glasses on, bro. I was like, wait a minute. Hold up. You got an old man. You got my you got my rheumatiz and my damn arthritis. Let me put my... I had to look over my glass. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was just... <laughs> Yeah, they'd be like, Coach, I don't pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. We already put those myths to bed. Guys, if you if you are in relationships, you pay the most. Let me do a couple more, and then we're going to be out of here. Who is in here? Shout out to Seti J. He says, Coach, got to hit you with the double hitter today. You spitting facts for me uh, and mine. He says, kids. He says, me and my kids. We are going to be good, so I'm for Biden to hit these slaves with those prices uh, to live only. He says, to live, only thing I see is that the gap between my kids and others are getting bigger, LOL, and also for myself. Yeah, man. I mean, you got to have a different mindset. I'm telling men today, worst thing you could do is, um, worst thing you could do is take on dead weight now. If you miss the boat of relationships and marriage and kids, don't jump on now. Um, and the gap is getting bigger and wider. Uh, I think uh, if you live in a city, though, that city is going to go under quickly. I mean, with these gas prices and the food, oh, man. But you're going to be a target out here, guys. So move behind gates, get out of the cities, move to the suburbs or in the mountains somewhere. Protect yourself. Who is in here? Mr. Washington also says they give it away exactly like they want to. Some want to sell and some want to lease and some just want to let it roam free. What a wonderful time to be a man. Our fathers are jealous. God. Our fathers are jealous for sure. Uh, don't you know? And I've been saying this too. I say a lot of things, but I always like to repeat them. Our men today, men 40 and under, have seen more naked flesh 
and more naked women or close to naked women than our previous generations of men, previous five generations of men have ever seen their entire life combined. Meaning our fathers, our grandfathers, our great-grandfathers, our great-great-grandfathers, and our great-great-great-grandfathers, you combine all of those men. We've seen more of women without having to purchase them than they've seen all five generations combined. Your father used to have to climb in a tree with binoculars to see a woman's pointy comb bra. <laughs> Your grandfather used to do that. He used to be peeping Tom. Women used to be fully covered and they'd show an ankle or a knee and they would go crazy over an ankle. They used to go to peep shows and put quarters and nickels in the screen to come up and the girl would be like, for 25 seconds and the screen would go down. They used to have to go into movie theaters with bottles of lotion all together, go into the, the, the sneaky film, and they would run the film and dudes would be doing what they doing <laughs> all in the same room. All in the same room. People used to have to do that, walking through the aisles, trying not to step on biological material. You used to have to go overseas and fight in wars to have women. You used to have to, have to go overseas, get on a boat in the Navy, and they ship your ass all the way to somewhere in Asia so you can have your way. <laughs> you come back to America, and everybody button up. You can't even go to the beach. You go to the beach. Everybody covered up. She wearing a potato sack all the way down to her knees. It's like, damn, I wonder what that body looked like. Now? Now? Right here. You hop right on your phone. Right there. And you can see the whole world. For free or for a fee. And then they're like, well, how come these guys don't romance us no more? Why do I have to? I can see everything right here. I don't have to do nothing. <laughs> Every, everything you have, I can see right there. <laughs> Somebody said, that's why the old heads hate us, 100%. That's why old men are like, man, you young boys don't know how you got it. And you know what's weird about it? Young boys are somewhat desensitized to what they see now. They don't even realize how good they have it. And not only that, it's actually worse. You would think it would be easier for them. It's actually harder for them. The more that they become desensitized for it and the more they've shown it's become harder for men. They made it actually harder because then they tried to make it worse. They make you make you feel worse for even looking at it and mentioning it. So you got to act like you don't even see it. If you get caught looking too hard, her feet out, you like, look at, you going to jail. She recording you looking. <laughs> she recording you looking. They throw you in jail. They call you all kind of perverts and thirsty. You approach them. Hi, ma'am. I see you're displaying yourself and all out in the open. I'd like to put in a word. Oh, you perv, you thirsty bear. I'm going to record you and embarrass you on the day. You're like. <laughs> like you're the one out here showing it. I got a boyfriend. How dare you? talk? Where he at? He ain't here. What are you talking about? What boyfriend? I'm married. Don't you see? Well, why are you out here like that? And you're married. You out here advertising. You on Instagram with 250,000 subscribers. And you talking about you married. 
every picture of you is in a bikini, G-string, and a bathing suit, and lingerie. I'm in the comment section talking about how lovely this is, and you're talking about I'm a perv. What is going on? You're telling me to control my libido, yet your whole skin is out. You're looking like a hairless monkey out here. What's going on? We ain't supposed to look now. You're shaming me for looking. <laughs> you coming out in your drawers and I'm a perv. What is going on, man? This is the weird culture. And the reason why you have this is because you no longer have order. You have chaos. The reason why you have chaos is men are weak. They're the weak king Ahab and the Jezebel is in control. And there will be never any order. It will be nothing but chaos. Nothing will make sense. What makes sense is wrong. What doesn't make sense is right. This is where you are. What would be logical makes no sense. What's illogical is supposed to make sense. And then they flip and move the goalpost at will. This is why you can't give them any. Because as soon as you show it on the other side, they'd be like, nah, nah, but it ain't nah. You're like, but this is what you wanted last week. But I, but it don't make sense this week. You don't have order. You have chaos. And I'm just letting you know, man, I'm letting you know, I'm no longer playing the game. <laughs> and I'm instructing men, if y'all want to play this, you're going to come up with L's. You're going to end up coming up with L's. Shout out to Billy the Kid. Dinner, being single, $5. Dinner in a relationship, $85. Yep. I got money. Same guy. I don't pay. It's way cheaper for me to just live by myself. Well, what if you found the love of your life? She can live at her own place. She'll never live in me. She'll never move in with me. All right. She can stay the love of my life way to hell over there. She better leave at least an hour away. I love you. <laughs> you ain't never living here. Because that love, love ends just like I'm going to end the poll on the Sierra. Somebody said, we have a lot of people that said that Sierra's not too old to be twerking. I like peace, quiet, and freedom. All right, that's my, that's my number one priority. And I like space. I like to be, I like to think rationally. I don't want to think illogically. I don't want you changing the goalpost. I like to just be in calm. You got to be quiet as a mouse, but don't follow me around like a cat. It's, it's something that, like, the, the type of woman that I really would want doesn't exist. So in the meantime, practice. I got money. Practice it is. And ladies, you guys love practice, right? You guys practice all the time. You practice in the cover of night. You never see women out here in these streets like that. They act like they do. And then when they go home, they let people slide through. They drive to their sneaky link. They hook up with their ex-husbands and ex-boyfriends. Do you guys know that? You guys know that? Women who divorce. They actually keep seeing their ex-husbands. Women who break up actually keep seeing their ex-boyfriends. Do you know that? And this is the overlap of what I call temporary exclusivity. People say that they're monogamous, but they're not. So a woman will break up with her husband or their, their boyfriend, and they'll go back out dating. And so while they're going back out dating, they're making you pay for date number one, two, and three. And then they're not progressing with you in the bedroom. Why? Because their ex is still in the picture. And so they're still with their ex. And then by the time you get to date number two and three, you want to start touching on her. You want to start uh, paying for uh, what you've already invested in. 
she now telling you, you know, make sure you're safe and put on a Jimmy hat. And, um, you know, she was, she's kind of trying to slowly ration it out to you. The reason why is she's still going raw with her ex. <laughs> she's still going rawski with her ex while she's on date number one, two, and three with you. And maybe four. And so you're having this, why aren't you, why aren't you opening up to me sexually? Like, these are you blue pill betas dating, right? This isn't me. And the why she's not opening up is she's overlapping men. So by the time you didn't hit it once or twice with your Jimmy hat, she now has to cut off her ex. Because many women don't want to be that type of girl. They want to actually say they are monogamous. They're a one-woman man or one-man woman. They want to say they can't have this constant overlapping. Some women don't have have a problem with it, just so you know. They'll have this overlap going all the time, and they'll be saying they're monogamous. That's temporary exclusivity with an overlap. This is an overlap. But what's happening is as, as she's progressing with you, finally, these are you blue pill uh, normies, by the way, not me. As she's progressing with you and you start getting it for the first couple of times, but you're protected, everything's kind of, you're figuring each other out. She now has to cut her ex off. And she's going to now say, hey, you know, we've been apart for three months. I know we've been seeing each other, but it's time to move on. And then she'll start going rosky with you. <laughs> and then she'll be like, she'll, she'll rip that gym hat off. Go on in, dive on deep. Because she has no longer now the ex rosky too. No double rosky. You guys know that, right? <laughs> it's an exclusive exclusivity with an overlap. That's when 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 women say that they're monogamous, it's that's what they are. Temporarily exclusive with an overlap. Shout out to Joshua Moon says all facts coach. We teach men over here. I know a lot of people are like this is just we teach men. This is how it works. Just so your heart's not broken. We do not once you out here with broken heart and out here, I can't believe she did that. They'll do it. And they won't even lose any sleep over it. All right. Shout out to you brothers here. Uh, anyway, we got to get out of here. Appreciate the support. Uh, <laughs> somebody says, what is she twerking anyways? Uh, going into your weekend, you guys have fun. You guys be safe. We don't have a three-day weekend, but get your bail money ready. All right. Practice safe interactions with women be direct don't be mean to women i don't be mean to women uh, i'm never really mean to them unless they're really mean to me uh, always remember that uh you know uh arguing with them is useless if you end up in a court battle with them do all your conversations with your lawyer in the court never confront them never try to prove your point or be logical you're wasting your time have the battle be won in the courts protect yourself go see your kids love your kids but if your kids uh, want to be with their mama, go ahead and let them and go leave for it. All right. Wash your hands and stay safe out there, brothers. All right, man. We be out of here, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. Peace. And if he loves you, he's going to understand that. But if you playing with a nigga who already got options, coochie game's not going to work. Mm -mm. What will work with a guy who has so many options? Nothing.